You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you Listen to the instructors. If they're telling you to, you don't have to do exactly what they're saying with the numbers. Like if they're telling you do the numbers you need, listen to them. You know, if Tunde's telling you, you can drop a weight and you need to do it. You know, you're challenging yourself, right? No one's here. No one's watching me. So your accountability is yourself. So you do what you have to do for you. Like I said, there's nobody watching. And if you will build up to those two weights in one arm, you'll get there. But in the beginning, if you can't do it, it's okay. And just clip in. Like, even if it's five minutes, just get on the bike. I've never regretted clipping in. I've regretted not clipping in. But once you get on that bike, like something inside of you, just you just feel so much better after you get off of it. So you'll never regret clipping in. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 235. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Happy day after Thanksgiving, if you listen to these the day they come out. Yeah, hello. Hello. So uh, one last final plug. We're going to be in Boston this week. So if you live in the Boston area and you want to hang out with us, we will be at Fogo de Chao. I think that's how you say that. We don't know. We don't know. We don't have one here, so we don't know. Remember how long it took us to say Peloton correctly? I know, so. right? So, <laughs> lay off. Um, We're consistent. We'll be it. there on Saturday, the 27th at 6 p.m. If you want to come hang out, there will be other listeners there as well, at least so they tell us. And so, we'd, we'd love, love to see you. We would love to see you. I also found out when I was talking to the Fogo de Chao place that uh, it's Copley. Copley Plaza? Not, not Copley. Oh, okay. So, I said, she asked where I was staying, and I mentioned Copley, and she's like, no, Oh, I said Copley. And she's like, if you want to sound like a local, it's Copley. And I said, I want a wicked sound like a local. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Yes. And I just have to say, this is the first episode that I have been able to record working from home. Ooh. 
It's amazing. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. Yes. <laughs> I'm not over it yet. I'll probably be talking about it for a while. Yes, clearly. <laughs> so I guess what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Uh, so much. High five debacle. There's going to be talk of the stock well, not market. not all of us are good at it. Like, I just don't have the hand-eye coordination. Right. And well, you're so. not on there, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you. I thought you meant actual high fives. Yeah, no. I'm not. Also, we have a visit from Dr. Jen, and she answers a question about how to really push yourself. Then we have tons of in the news for the instructors. Uh, we have a visit from Angelo, the top five protein snacks after working out. And then in the news from Peloton, not to mention more stock news and competitor news, in case you missed it, information, artist collaborations and birthdays. We're all awesome. over the place. You know, they had the Foo Fighters last week for their artist collaboration. And it's not often that you could do like the Foo Fighters and then the next week do somebody bigger. That's true. That's true. They really like to do this for the holidays because yeah. last year they did this for the holidays too. Totally. So uh, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. Uh, while you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. And if you would be so kind as to leave us a review, that's super helpful. Yes, that's please. Only cost you a little bit of your time. And it just kind of lets people that come along behind you know that we're worth checking out. Our review this week is from Katie Go 12. Katie Go. Yes. And it says Peloton is my complete life for the last four years. Found this podcast during the COVID shutdown and more recently find myself finishing the week's show and looking for more. Crystal (laughs) and Tom are amazing hosts and love getting all the updates and continuing to learn more about my fitness journey. Leaderboard name. Katie go 12 so thank you very much Katie Yes thank you what a nice review also Go Katie go (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you can also find Us on Facebook if you want to keep up on Things throughout the week in Between episodes go to facebook.com Slash the clip out while you're there like The page join the group and You can sign up for our newsletter At the clip out.com where you'll have all Of the links and things like That sent directly to your inbox In a weekly digest Format and finally if you if listening to us isn't enough and you would like to stare at us while we say these things, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clip out. So ooh, ooh, can I tell them one more thing? I suppose. I just want to re- let everybody know that we're recording a day early. So we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, so if we miss a big story, right. that's why. Right. <laughs> if tomorrow Peloton is acquired by Echelon. <laughs> You'll have to wait a week. Bite your tongue. You'll have to wait a week to hear about it. Yeah. So you've been warned. Oh, wait, that's my other podcast. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong one. (laughs) Wrong one, Tom. That's the Tracy Ullman show to our Simpsons. (laughs) So there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift and live with John Mills. So uh, joining us via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? How's it going? It's happening. I know. I know what you mean. It's a holiday week. There's a little extra time off, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, a little little relaxing. So let's see. What what are we digging into here today, Tom? So I guess let's start with the high five article. So this (laughs) this came out after we recorded last week. So it was all about can the high five creeps of Peloton be stopped? And so Crystal is featured in this article. I am. But it's not a crystal only problem. No, 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 no. Lots of people have issues with this. You know, and I I just want to say a couple of caveats right off the top so people don't fast forward through this because I know it ticked a lot of people off. Yeah. One, this is not only 
uh, harassing women. I know that men have mentioned that they get harassed too. It just happened to be the right. angle that the person wrote the article on. Yeah. Uh, and we recognize that. And two, right. sending a high five to even if you send it to every single person on the ride is not that's what not this harassment. is about. That's not that what this is article. Right. Or no. even if you right. send somebody two high fives, like yeah. that's not right. that's not what this is about. This is there are people out there that are sending like repeated nonstop high fives to people, right. and then there are some people that then follow that rider from right. ride to ride yes. to continue right. giving them an inordinate number of high fives. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And um, high fives is a rough thing. I mean, I was in a, I was on a 20 minute ride the other day and one individual gave me 21 high fives no. during that 20 minute. ride. No, I mean, that's too many. Yeah, that's, that's too many. That's too many. <laughs> like I am all about like, John, if I see you on a ride, I am for sure going to high five you. I might even right. high five you uh, at the beginning, mid and right. at the end, you know, right. but, but I am not going to high five you 21 times. In fact, I'm not. <laughs> I don't even think I'm riding hard enough. If I have enough energy to high five you 21 times in 20 minutes, yeah, it's not a good ride. I and I, I have this OCD thing where I'm like, I see that little red dot, that or red I see the dot. high five, and I'm like, and I'm just like, so it. And I end up like hitting it, even if I'm in like a push or I'm on a climb, because it drives you crazy. Like, it's it's right in the corner of your eye, and it's just like red dot, red dot, red dot. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Like right. they need to just. I don't know. Here, Here is my issue. I have several issues with it, but I think that Peloton just needs to have a blocking button so that you can just block people that irritate you for whatever reason. Right. I don't think that this should affect people that want to high five. Like if you right, want to high five, right. if I want to high five, whatever, we should be able to do that. But like if some if, if I'm irritating somebody, they should be able to block me and not see my high fives right. because it ruins the vibe. When you see right. somebody you can't stand and you have blocked them from every social media site and then they're in your face high fiving you 20 times in 20 minutes. Right. That's ridiculous. That's ruining a vibe. I right. mean. Right. So I really think that they need to come up with that. And and I don't think that it matters to most people. If it, It's not like most of us are going to have that many people block us and you don't even need to know about it. Right. It's just on their end. Why can't they just do that? And, you know, if yeah. they don't want to go that far, there are a lot of things they can do. They could limit the number of times you can high five a person. Maybe it caps right. at five or or maybe there's a, a point at which it just stops and said, like on Facebook, if you send too many Facebook messages in a short period of time, it says, right. take a breath and it won't let you send any more for for a little bit like maybe it does right. that where it's like oh if you sent you know 35 high fives in in 40 seconds then it's just like and let's take a pause right yeah and there, there are people that that do that and also i just don't think that it should be something that peloton cares about like i know that they want us to send high fives because it's engagement i like the engagement from people sure. but right. but a little goes a long way and and I know that you can just hide it, but you can't really hide it. To your point, that stupid red dot is just right there. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah. yeah. I see this as just, you know, just another form of social platform now. It is. Yes. And so, I mean, there's over five million people that could at some time or another be on that leaderboard. And that's the mechanism for interaction now in any other social platform. You can block people. Yeah, right. and people have but said to me. But on this one, you can't. 
People have right. said, you know, oh, well, you could just you could just go private, but going private doesn't do anything. Be, yeah, people can still find you. And if you have a certain right. like every every Sunday for the last four years, I've ridden with Jen Sherman in the morning, maybe longer than that. Right. And and like right. this person that bugs me, like they've just ruined my Sunday morning rides to the point where I don't I don't ride that often on Sundays anymore. Right. My point being is that she used to have back to back rides. They would follow me into the next ride. So even if I right. blocked them, they can still I mean, even if right. I. I hid them they could still see me and if right. I go private then all I'm doing is is hurting myself because I like right. to interact with the public and so uh, the right. huge community that we have I like to interact with them so now one or two people have ruined it for me because I can't right. I can't just be open and and have high fives from everybody yeah. and I don't I don't like that I just think that that's yeah. dumb and it's unnecessary like what is the deal right. why won't Peloton just do it what I don't get I what don't they're know. getting that out of it me a little bit it makes me feel like there's some other kind of business benefit like you said maybe it's about engagement i don't know what it is but i i agree with you it feels like there's something else on the other side of this that they see as a benefit which is why i mean you would think they would just be a no-brainer to give you like the the user an ability to control have more control over that but it's odd that they don't it's funny though also that i know that some people are are not out here intentionally trying to harass absolutely i know they're out here and they're just like Huge, like enthusiastic fanatics, and they just see this as just constant love to all these people that are, you know, that are like them and just loving this platform. I know there are people, and that's just how their mind sees it. It just, for me, I'm truly there trying to grind out that climb and like getting five high fives in the middle of a three minute effort. That's like a lot yeah. to try to yeah. manage to. But I get like a lot of those folks, it's just love. But it, it is. Then yeah. there are others that it ain't. Yeah. It's and just, that's, I mean, that's you can go as far as to find your home address. Yeah. Our yeah. home address. Yes, yeah, our home address. That's a different thing. It yeah. is it is a yeah. different thing, but but it shows that it's it's targeted, right? It's not about the love, like you said. For me and this right. particular person, it's not about the love. It's it's it is right. a t- it is a form of harassment. And whenever I told right. t- Peloton that, they were like, You're the problem. And so of actually doing anything yeah. about it so when now this person has my address and having my address is not peloton's fault i'm not saying that right. but my point is right. that it's it's not just about sending high fives it's a much bigger right. issue and you know i'm a nobody in the world what about actual celebrities on this platform i mean peloton acts like it's no imagine? big deal but it, at some point there is going to be a celebrity that has an issue with this they're, they're going right. to get found out they're going to not want to be found out and they're going to have these creeps yeah. doing this right. to them and it's going to become a problem. So why don't you think ahead? Why does it have to turn into this big issue right. before you do something, Peloton? Come Well, on. you know what's funny? What's, what's that? What's funny about this is I was on the I was on one of my Saturday evening clubhouses a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. And um, we were talking about this, this topic and then someone said, we were talking we, we brought up a ride and someone was like well i didn't see erica on that ride and i was like oh she was on it she was under her ghost account then mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, i guess i shouldn't have said that <laughs> you know we kind well, of said it here of like ghost <laughs> accounts right and so then they're like well i have a ghost account too and the next person went me too and me too i was like i didn't know everybody did that like there was a time when the, you know a lot of us that have been around a while, you didn't want to separate out your workout right. history. Right, you want credit for everything. Accounts. You would never do that. You wanted all your credit. But over time, we've come to a place where there's sometimes you don't want all those high fives, or you don't want to be noticed. So Erica's created this ghost account, and so on those days when the, 
she's under that. So she might be on the ride, but she, no one knows. I right? hear, and I, I get thought it. that was a unique thing. It's not. It ended up, I ended up learning that all these people on this, my clubhouse, they're all going, I do that too. I do that too. I do That's that too. funny. For that reason alone. I think Peloton should consider some more controls for the. Well, that's interesting. They actually (laughs) they actually are not incentivized to do that because now it looks like more people are on the platform than are actually Uh, on the platform. Yeah, (laughs) than are actually on the platform. (laughs) That is a good point. But I know Crystal always gets mystified because, like with Tonal, for me, I'm like, I don't, you know, I didn't even wasn't even logging in under under my actual name for a year and a half. Yeah, and I'm like, that drives me nuts. And I'm just like, it's just, I don't care. Like, I'm actually doing it. I don't need the machine to tell me I did it. I can tell by like how much pain I'm in. I, so, I, get, right. I get why people would though. Like that makes sense. But like, I don't right. want to have to do that. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I guess right. we should. In the early days, that would have been like, I'm not doing that. Right. I don't get credit. Unthinkable. Now, like, I don't care if it's under multiple counts. Who cares? Yeah. But I should say we we should you know close out by saying we're not anti high five. Not at all. Like we just think no. that there should no. be a mechanism in place that like you had some a little bit more control over how many are flooding in. I mean, we are we we ultimately like think the high five does more good than harm absolutely and you know let's not forget the high five was announced on our show our show (laughs) (laughs) we were on stage with john foley when he announced it i will also point out that my immediate suggestion was to create a middle finger See, and if we had that middle finger button if we had that middle finger button that could maybe solve all this so maybe you don't need to put in any of these things in place blocking people or limiting how many high five just give us Give us control of the middle finger, and if somebody sends you a high five you don't like, you flip them off. I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Problem I'm okay solved. with that. There is one person I would love to flip off, so I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm totally good with that solution. Just give me something other than I have to ignore it and pretend that red dot's not there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, moving along, uh, John, you had a, an interesting article about uh, <laughs> camouflage bikes oh, oh echelon oh now is this I just, innovation this is, is innovation this ignorance this is innovation here's why this is innovation because okay. nobody okay, wants okay. to be nobody wants to be seen on an echelon bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now they can just be camouflaged i'm just over here you know moving I mean? my legs people <laughs> literally nothing to see here yes <laughs> when i posted this i was like what's up with this echelon has camouflage bikes now and they did a collaboration and then people were like, what? Well, are they trying to hide from the latest Peloton lawsuit? Like all kinds of jokes came out of this post. It you was know, hilarious. The whole post. It, it is hilarious. But but now I know I, I don't think that you're a hunter, John. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm not. OK, Man, I'm uh, not. neither am I. I don't know if that shocks anyone. <laughs> but but I come from a family of hunters. So I thought it was interesting, okay, okay. the timing of this, because it came out the same week as deer season. Right. That is not yeah, an accident. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That is that is yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. on purpose. But how interesting, how interesting that that means that their key target audience is very different than a Peloton key target audience. I don't think they know Someone what their target audience is. I think Someone th- brought that up. Yeah, I just think that they're just like, let's try this now. Like, I really don't <laughs> think... Because honestly, I wouldn't think that the Venn diagram of hunters and 
spin bike users has much overlap. Not in my family. And so yeah, who's done that research? And I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it too, because too. like anyone in my family is not doing that. Like they would laugh at a person doing yeah, that. So, so I just don't see it. I've never understood the idea of wearing camo when you're hunting anyway, because <laughs> they they make you put on the big giant orange thing. Over the camel, yeah. right? So, I, yeah. what what have you done? I thought that was just for the deer. But, no, I, you would never get one of those things on the deer. <laughs> that would take forever. <laughs> I don't think. Does <sighs> even make yeah, any you're sense, right. honey? It's kind of counterintuitive. It is. You got to wear yeah, a like, camel, but you put on the bright orange so that people see. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't happen. Yeah, it makes sense. You can wear whatever you want. I don't know. Go out in jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> That's my solution for everything: jeans and a hoodie. I would have got married in jeans and a hoodie if she'd have let me. <laughs> yeah, you would have. <laughs> I would have got a hoodie with like a little tux on it. Like those t-shirts in the 70s. Uh, right. I yeah. remember though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I even had one. We got, we, <laughs> we, we actually, when we got married, we, we got each of the kids a tuxedo t-shirt to wear at the reception. Like so they could turn, they so could they change could be, out of their they fancy clothes. They could be clothes. comfortable, yes. but still formal. Wow, that is smart. Yeah. <laughs> Very forward thinking. thinking. I was thinking when they did this, similar to what you said, Chris. Well, I was actually someone in the group was thinking, yeah, this is could this be aligning to Echelon thinking that Peloton is going after all of these, you know, current state of equity and conclusion. And they're going, well, we're going to go the, a different direction towards those hunters and people that are more on the conservative side. Yeah, that's and, kind of a dog like whistle. That, Right, that's what yeah. someone else mentioned, and I went, hmm, I had never thought of that. Maybe that's what it is. Well, but the more I thought about it, I was like what you said, Tom. I was like, nah, they were just like, hey, let's throw this up in there. Slap camel on it. Let's let's see yeah. what sticks. I don't know. Be careful what you ask for is all I can say. Be careful the kind of people that you attract to your brand. You know, you yeah. got to be careful about that. Right, Yeah. right. There, yeah, that, yeah. I think they were just spitballing. Somebody was just sitting in a meeting one day, and they nobody was saying nothing. <laughs> and one person went, "Camo." You know what it probably is? It probably is that uh, the guy who owns Mossy Oak is probably buddies with the Echelon guy, and they there were like, is. they just made up a thing. Yeah, that's that's what it was, and nobody else was asked or and, consulted. With. And there are a lot. That's a very common thing to slap camel yeah. and stuff. It's it's kind of right. low hanging fruit. There was an episode of Mad Men where they uh, made fun of the slug line, the cure for the common. Insert something here because it's kind of like hack and overused. So it's like the cure for the common <laughs> breakfast cereal, the cure for the common car, the cure right? right. And like to me, slapping camo on something, it's the cure for the common breakfast cereal. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I hear you. It's just. It's easy and right. you'll get some people that are into it for sure. But it's right. just kind of like there's not a whole it's yeah. it's not a stroke of genius at this point. It's it's right. It's kind of if they were stand up comic, it'd be like, let me tell you about the difference between New York and L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? I've seen a lot of interesting kind of plays. That's one. I also saw a Soul Cycle online ad today where they had like a live like saxophonist in the <laughs> class what? while people were riding. <laughs> Like going was on it Kenny and on, G? and they're just riding. They're like, it was like a whole Kenny G vibe. He's just walking through the the bikes, just doing his like sax thing. I'm like, wow, they're like trying. Well, like at least players, they're throwing they're out trying. some. Yeah. At least they're throwing out some it's, things that are different than what Peloton does. I will different. give them that. Yeah. I mean, it's not my I thing, but but at least it's different. It's not a complete copycat. So 
points yeah, for I that? I think that was original. That one was original. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how good it is, but it was original. Soul Cycle. It hits your Kenny G spot. Oh, Tom! <laughs> what? It is me! No? I want to see! That was a good one. <laughs> the cure for the common G spot? Is that better? <laughs> John's dead. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing common about them. Each one is unique and special. <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. This is too much. That's a good one. <laughs> well, on that note, maybe we should wrap things up. That might be a good idea. So, until, until next week, John, where can people find you? They can find me and they can find this post about Kenny G and Sosa um, in my Facebook group and my Facebook page, Run, Lift and Live. They can find me on Instagram where I'm not posting this G spot thing, um, Run, Lift and Live. Or they can find me on the Tickety Talk. Tickety Talk. Or they can find me at RunLiftandLive.com. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I see you guys. Have a great vacation. See you later. Hopefully, thank we'll you. see you Saturday. Ha- yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I'll see you up there. Awesome. Yay! Happy Thanksgiving. Looking forward to it. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. You too. (laughs) 
this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen. I love that show. (laughs) Her VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen Her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show And she's written four best-selling books Including The Relationship Fix Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy It's Dr. Jen Hello Hi She's still on her bike (laughs) (laughs) Well, I identify with this next question This one comes from Priya Banjur Banner G and she says she wants to know how to really push herself. She struggles to run a 5k and I read more into this question. I read into it that like she's saying, you know, I I do the workouts because I know she does. I see all her workouts. But like how how do you mentally I will go hard, you know, and like you really grow, you really push to that next level. It's it's hard to know where that line is, you know. Absolutely. And, and look, obviously, check with your doctor, make sure there's nothing that physical to hold you back. I've got to give that disclaimer. <laughs> but really, you know, a, a lot of the Peloton instructors, and Robin in particular, talks about changing your relationship with discomfort. And I think that there's a lot of truth to that because discomfort is what turns us into better, stronger athletes. And at the same time, you also want to make sure you're not pushing yourself so hard that you're doing damage. And I think that one of the things to really look at is do an evaluation of your workout and really look at, am I giving myself days that are a little easier and a little harder? Am I setting myself for workouts that if you're going to push yourself differently on a 20 minute treadmill run, then you're going to push yourself on a 60 minute treadmill run and pacing yourself and figuring out where you can push them. Also, what pushing means to you. Like right now, all of a sudden I've decided after many years now of Peloton that I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start doing some hills because before they were hurting my back, but now I'm a lot stronger and I developed those muscles. So I'm doing hills on my 20 minute run, not on my 30 minute run, not on my 45 minute run or any of my long runs. So it's knowing really what your body needs and finding smaller ways to push and also watching yourself talk when you are on the bike or on the tread or whatever it is you're doing or lifting, when you find yourself saying like, oh, I'm going to give up or I can't do this to really stop and say, this is making me stronger to change that mantra in your head. This is making me stronger. This is making me a better athlete. This is helping me increase my endurance. This is how you become stronger. Those are the kind of mantras that you want to be saying in your head And at the same time, you also want to respect your body. You want to make sure that you're not pushing so hard that you injure yourself, but finding that balance. And sometimes that means maybe working with a trainer, working with someone who is familiar with Peloton and maybe having them hang with you while you do a workout, even virtually, so that they can say like, okay, you know what, what's your heart rate right now? You know what, you can push yourself faster or harder and really getting to know your body in a bigger sense and also ask yourself what is it that prevents you from pushing yourself are you scared are you someone who has been injured or maybe had a childhood illness where you got the impression that you were more fragile than you are or is it emotional 
Are you afraid of seeing what you're really capable of? Is there a part of you that's holding back because maybe that is scary for you in some way? So I think it's worth exploring not just the physical aspect of it, but the emotional aspect. What holds you back? What is the message you have about yourself that makes you not push yourself? That's powerful. That really is. And I'm trying to think of why I don't push myself. You do push yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, at the moment. <laughs> But look, I explored for many years what it was that held you back, the family messages that you had where people were pushing you to do physical activities that you didn't want to do. And so you rebelled by not doing anything. And that held you back. That kept you from pushing yourself to even do light exercise. But now you've broken through that and you found your way. And now I'm like, oh, and I did it during a year when you weren't allowed to see your family. That's <laughs> <laughs> no coincidence. That is interesting. Yeah, because wow. it's like my, my, really, it's just my sister at this point in terms of like blood relatives of who I grew up with because my parents have passed. But but like she was never like that to me. But like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Oh, that's odd. <laughs> but she's going to have a rude awakening whenever she sees you. Yeah, because she hasn't seen me in person for over a year. She's going to be like, where's Tom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, well, thank you so much for all that. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you in the interim. You can find me on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that sort of stuff at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on Man. I post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories. So if you want to bond Peloton bonding, that's where you can find the, the most info on Peloton for me. Instructors in the news. I'm so glad Dancing with the Stars is over. I'm I'm sorry Cody didn't win, but uh, I but it's super excited for him that he made it. To the to the final episode, right? Like, so he yeah. got all the PR he could possibly get out of it. So Absolutely, good for him. But also, like, all the money. I read that like you get like two hundred and two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty thousand oh, dollars nice. um, if you make it to the final episode. Well, so like, better. so yeah. I mean that that was definitely worth doing from a financial perspective. I know that's probably not the only reason he did it, but sure, sh- totally. but it's certainly not a bad thing. And my guess is like, and I I I think Cody's doing fine, so I'm not trying to cast aspersions on his income, but of the th- Three, I'm thinking he's probably is the lesser paid. Jojo Siwa has been touring in records and merchandise out the wazoo yeah. for since she was like seven. And the other guy was in the NBA, which Iman. is which is tons of money. So like, you know, good on him, man. Good on yeah, him. Yeah, I, I just have to say. I was so happy that Cody, if he had to lose, he lost to Iman because that's that's historic all by itself. You know, he's the first NBA player to make it to the finals and then he won the whole dang thing. And so if Cody had to lose, I, I, I'm going to go with I would I would rather Iman win than Jojo. And I say that not anything against Jojo. I, I mean, she's whatever. She's not my thing, but I don't I don't dislike her. I mean, I, I do think she was. Probably the best dancer. I think on the she show. was the best dancer, like but I also think that like she does that for a living. It's sure. just, and that's the show's fault. That's not right. JoJo's totally. fault. I Absolutely. just, I wish they were more consistent. I would have enjoyed the show so much more if it was like consistent and it was like everyone's going to have the same level of where they come from from a dancing perspective. Right. Whatever that level is, if everybody's on the same page, I don't care. Yeah. But but that's not what they do. And then like. 
saying that it's a popularity contest and people getting so mad about it. Well, it is a popularity contest because yeah. they, they want people at home to vote. So because they wrap that in with the judges scores, they're the ones asking for it to be a popularity contest. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't really care for the show. None of, none of my criticism has anything to do with the people. Right. It. But but at any rate, it was a historic win because he was the first NBA player. And I do think it's cool that Jojo was the first person to dance with a same sex partner. Like, I think that's cool mm-hmm. and unique. But I honestly, I think everybody that made it to the finals kind of had their own. Un- they all had a piece of uniqueness. Sure. And um, I have to say that Cody, uh, when he did his very last dance, which was kind of like a like a the freestyle, the one. freestyle. Thank yeah. you. That was the best that he has danced all season. I would agree. And I don't know if it was like because it was the last one. He felt like he could kind of really not have to be concerned and just and it was less pressure because it's kind of done at that point. But yeah, that felt like from what little bit I know about Cody, because obviously I've never taken a ride because I've never taken a ride, <laughs> but it seemed like that was the first time. And from a dancing standpoint where he was him, he was just all him. And yeah. that's what I loved about it. It was just pure Cody energy. And I feel like if they had been able to show that the entire season, he probably would have won. To be honest, he yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. But, but uh, overall, it was excellent for Peloton. It was excellent for Cody. And if people didn't know, there were tons of instructors in the audience last night. Maddie, Ali Love. Who else was there? God, was it a Well, they used some of them on TV. They had recorded videos. So Jen yes, Sherman yeah. was, Jen was Sherman on there. And Robin. Uh, and then Peloton did a video. All of the instructors like sent him good luck. Yeah. And that's amazing. It was a great video. But uh, yeah, it was, it was really great to see that he had so much support so much love everybody in the community came together there were so many people voting last night it was just wonderful it was just wonderful but i'm glad it's done too yeah (laughs) i'm ready to move on that show was just not for me and i loved like american idol back in the day i don't watch it now but i I was six seven seasons in a row i I watched every episode and i there was so much this show was very loud it was was very loud so much screaming why all the judges screamed their answers i I was like Stop yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Yeah, that Bruno is like the worst every time he's got to stand up. And then Juliana Huff was like uh, substituting for um, her brother, Derek Huff, last night. And um, she and and, uh, Bruno were like... They were each trying to one up each other yeah. with their flamboyancy. And I was just like, can, can we can we stop now? Yes. Gosh, like, it was a lot. It was a lot. So but, uh, I, I guess it doesn't matter now. But uh, there was some heat throughout the week <laughs> because people who did not want Cody to win thought that him having the Peloton muscle behind him was unfair. Right. But it's like, but they all have got muscle. I mean, yeah. Iman jo- the NBA and Jojo has her huge fan base. Not she only that, but was, she totally yeah. plugged herself on the music awards yeah. the other night. Like, so that's okay. Yeah. I mean, these people. I mean, and it is okay. It, oh, to be clear. I, it is okay. Yeah. But my point is like one is not okay. Right. And one And one is like that does that doesn't make sense. But yes, it was fine for her to plug herself. It's no different than than uh, us all posting and being like don't forget to vote for cody totally but absolutely yeah yeah was... you use what platforms are afforded to you and exactly. so you're and you're dumb if you don't so but at the end of the day it's a dumb reality show <laughs> 
they're all still rich and famous they're gonna be okay I, you know and i have to say i think that's another issue that we talked about this last night that that we both have with the show is that when it was like the voice or what, what, what american, show, american idol, idol like, that, uh, that was all people that that like they were no ones and this you know? was a, a real break for them especially once it became obvious that the show could create stars yeah right? and uh so that was life-changing but all these people because it's dancing with the stars they're coming in with notoriety and fan bases and they're successful already and so it's it's, hard to be as it's hard to care as much it's just one more thing that they're gonna do and then they'll move on to the next thing and then they'll you know they'll they'll be on couples therapy or (laughs) which they need to bring back oh my god yes that show was so good but you know what i mean so it's like it's the stakes just aren't the same because you know when some kid from idaho gets cut from american idol well his dreams have been dashed but when somebody gets cut from dancing with the stars they just go back to their soap opera or what have you exactly it's you know it's just not not the same and then uh i think this is our last cody story for the week for the week not ever calm down for sure calm down Cody did an interview with Men's Health, which was really interesting and talking about. Actually, this came from his interview with Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Men's Health wrote about it. And they repurposed mm -hmm. it. Gotcha. Okay, so he was on Kelly Clarkson talking about how growing up homeless gave him a strong work ethic. And it makes perfect sense. Like, you know, I not to compare myself to Cody, but but I had some things that happened to me when I was a kid and and it really pushed me to yeah. work really hard. So, Cody took that much further than I did with his amazing career, <laughs> but but like I get why it does. Like I I totally understand how that can push you in a way that just having kind of everything handed to you doesn't. Yeah. Um so, uh I have a lot of respect for him uh being able to do that, take something hard and like I never want to live like that and and just to be clear he speaks very highly of his mom like that this this was not a situation where he was an unhappy kid right um they just they just didn't have money and there were reasons behind that so if you want to hear the whole story tom sends out the newsletter weekly and he's been doing that like clockwork i've been pretty good at it lately you can you can get that article there we will be in boston this week so that'll be the real test but uh (laughs) but that's the goal So something people might not know about Peloton is that there are instructors who aren't Cody. Um, And (laughs) we're going to talk about a few of them now. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Robin's had a few articles herself. She's doing okay. I'm thinking she's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. But this is a great article. I love the message here. It's from Insider. And it's Robin. They put right at the top. Peloton star Robin Arzone says she isn't trying to bounce back to her pre-pregnancy body. That would be like going backward what a great message yeah you know and that's where our peloton instructors are different from other fitness people like they say things that are genuine you know that are that are like unique and genuine to them and i think that that's amazing uh so she's all about moving forward building her strength and she looks better than ever so as far as like (laughs) i mean i don't know that i could say that uh but but like a lot of people i think it's it's wonderful to be able to think of it as like what's next not try to get to back to where i was right just such a good message especially because like that's a losing proposition right like you're you're going to age male or female and and, uh you're going to age and at some point you're you're not going to be able to get quote-unquote back to where you were because you're 50 not 20 or you're 70 not 50 and so it's like it that's a that's probably a pretty good mindset to break out of it is it is what a great message from robin clip out
So Fight Camp has introduced a bunch of new instructors. They have. So it's like really exciting because it's like you might have already been working out on the platform, but now you get to work out with new people. And that's always fun to kind of broaden that no matter how much you love the instructors. It's great to add a new one in. Uh, so this is a good time to to join Fight Camp because they are still growing. If you're ready to start fighting for your fitness goals, the holidays are right around the corner. And this is a great time to make 2022 your best year yet. They have thousands of classes with new workouts added each week. You'll always find something new. You can use filters to explore different workout styles, lengths, trainers, difficulty levels, and so much more. You'll never get bored. And you know, another thing I love about it is they have so many quick workouts. So you can get a fantastic workout in as little as 20 minutes because it is full body and most of the time they're hit workouts. So it is really intense, really fast. And the whole family can get involved. Fight Camp is one of the only home workouts that is safe for kids to do because there are no heavy weights or spinning wheels. It's an amazing way for them to get their energy out, learn something new, and share an experience with the whole family. Now is the best time to get your Fight Camp. Take advantage of their holiday deal going on now. If you purchase this December, you'll get an additional pair of gloves for free. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip to get an additional pair of gloves for free during December. Go to joinfightcamp.com camp.com slash clip that's joinfightcamp.com slash clip clip out welcome back to the show angelo for met pro here to answer your nutrition questions hey how's it going hi hey guys great to see you again <laughs> it's great to see you too i am very curious to hear how you answer this one uh <laughs> hey, me too <laughs> uh emily grinder excuse me i said i was gonna say grinder but it actually says emily gender uh she would like to know top five snacks for protein post-workout however caveat preferably none processed okay emily emily right so top five didn't we we just did a top five we one. did so do a top five we did. people yeah. like the listicles five. <laughs> we can do it again in reverse okay so i'm gonna do a little bit of extrapolation here emily and i'm gonna say that part of the battle here is not just okay what are the five best protein. So if you're talking about absolute consumption, you know, you get into the bodybuilding metrics that, you know, people in competition use and per ratios of calorie to protein intake, and then how fast your body will uptake and utilize that protein. And there's all kinds of arguments for engineered whey protein powders. And then some people that want a slower release will do, you know, blended protein powders. And then if you're going to go to whole foods, you can go to liquid egg whites and you have all these sort of things. With all that said, I'm going to assume that wasn't your question. I'm going to assume what you're looking for is a measure of practicality. So for practicality, let's pretend she's a regular person. <laughs> a regular person. <laughs> so for practicality purposes, what you're looking for, and this is what I really drill into my clients every day is what makes a good snack. A good snack is it has to be quick. It has to be portable and it has to be not messy. Those are the virtues and the qualities we're looking for. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. So by those metrics, uh, I do like protein powders. Personally, I use a vegan protein powder. I am not vegan, but I think it's a phenomenal blend. I'm not looking for instant uptake. So I want something that I'm going to be able to digest over a little time. I use a, a vegan, sometimes a vegetarian protein powder, although I'm not opposed to whey. I like those as well. If you are hitting the gym and you're wanting some immediate protein, then that is quick, portable, easy on the go is, uh, is protein powders. Uh, now I will give 
Well, one. That's one. I, I will give this caveat. I will give this caveat. A lot of people are still because for years it's that the anabolic window, an hour after you work out, that that has been largely disproven in its efficacy. Now, eating protein never is a bad thing, but before any of my clients adds a post-workout protein, my first question is: Are you already eating consistently a minimum of four meals a day, if not five? And here's how that breaks down. At least breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. If not breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. Because having those in place on a daily basis as part of your routine is going to be more meaningful in your workout recovery, in reaching your goals, whether it's athletic, muscular development, or fat loss, than any post-workout recovery or protein will. So make sure those are in place first because then you'll always have a post-workout meal or protein coming around the horn no matter what time of day you're exercising. So assuming you have a good routine already in place, then uh, as we said, something like a protein powder works. You can do turkey, chicken, fish. That fish in this instance would be kind probably a white fish, uh, basically a low fat fish in this case for quicker utilization messes are the issue there. I have a lot of clients that really are good with carrying a can opener and having the little cans of tuna, having the little cans of chicken, they're ready to go. If you're one of my clients, you already have a bunch of chicken breast cooked in the fridge <laughs> or whatever protein, it could be a vegetarian protein source or whatever, you have it in bulk. So it's a matter of just throwing it in a, a little container to go before you left. Uh, so there's chicken, turkey, fish now kind of in the B category, which is still good. I'm going to say not as good, but still very good is going to be super convenient things like low fat string cheese. That's going to be the right mozzarella sticks. And here's the one that you haven't heard before. Veggie patties. You got to really? find a high protein, low, uh, low carb version, because some of them are real high in carb. Yeah. By the way, maybe you want carbs post workout. Because you didn't mention that, uh, that's why I'm giving the caveat that you'll want to find one that's higher in protein, a little bit lower in carb. But back in the day, I used to get my garden burgers, my Boca burgers. I would put them in the toaster. What? I would grab a napkin. I would catch them out of the toaster and I would walk out of the house. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> that easy. And if you and need you the carbs, you eat the napkin. <laughs> No, no, not recommended. That's again. This no. is why I'm not a this, met pro. Yeah, coach. this is this. Yes. No, don't listen to Tom. Okay, <laughs> that was not tip five. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the napkin. Reserve that for very dire circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's our five options. Was that five? I, I thought it was four. The, na the napkin <sighs> makes five. <laughs> <laughs> the napkin made five. Hey, we got whey protein. We got vegan protein. Oh, we got okay. chicken, turkey, fish, string cheese, veggie patties. I'm an overachiever. Come okay. on, guys. Yeah, that was yeah. more than five. It was, well, yeah, you kind of lumped the chicken well, and chicken, the fish. Chicken, fish was like one thing. Yeah, you were like... Yeah. So, okay. Yes. Okay. You did more than you five. We'll okay. allow it. Okay. We'll allow it. <laughs> Just Emily's this. head is spinning. She's yes. like, yeah, thanks. I got what I needed. <laughs> She's <laughs> this part. <laughs> she can't talk right now because her mouth is full of napkin. <laughs> so if people want advice like this, but not napkin advice. That's the napkin part. Yes. Go to metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Peloton in the news. So, Little Tykes, 
I always thought it was little tykes, but apparently there are T's in there. There are. Little tykes. Uh, made it a Peloton-like bike for kids, and child development experts are losing their shit. I don't even understand this. Okay, so so in case you missed it, I mean, this bike has been out for a while. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I'm like, I, we've seen we've been seeing versions of this for years. We we have, and this one specifically came out last year. Yeah. But there had been another version out. It wasn't Little Tykes. It was somebody else. Sure. But it's a it's a stationary bike, and and they're saying like this is bad because kids can't go out and explore. What the hell? Who is letting a four year out go four year old go out and explore their neighborhood? Yeah, like Little Tykes is for. I don't know if you. It's says three to seven. It's for tykes who are who are of the little variety. And I mean, it literally says it's children ages three to right. seven. Right. So like, it's not designed for like a twelve-year-old. Right. And and it is in my mind in this day and age, it is completely inappropriate. At least where we live, to let a, a three-year-old or a four-year-old run around the neighborhood at will. Like I would never do that. No. So I can't believe that that is what the experts are saying. Like. It's just not a good idea. They, they need to roam their neighborhood on foot or on bike the way we did. Yeah. What? It's like, <laughs> and they need to take candy from strangers. Yeah. It's the only way they'll ever learn to tell the good ones from the bad ones. I mean, this is the <laughs> craziest thing. It's just like the fact, that, I don't know. I've I, never seen anything like this. <laughs> I feel like they had to go out of their way to find people that took this position just so they could write the article. And put because, Peloton in the name. Yeah, because it's like the, the person to get Roberta Golenkoff. <laughs> University of Delaware professor who studies child development. Here's her quote. It just feels so bogus to me. And it doesn't feel like something that kids will use a <laughs> like, lot. That's the quote. This is from a professor. It feels so bogus. Like, <laughs> and she doesn't even tre- teach at University of California, which I would then allow for. But <laughs> this is part of their cultural heritage. I don't want to judge. But I'm just like that. That's your quote to CNN. It feels bogus. Well, oh there's also Lenore Skenazi. Kids want to be part of the real world. A stationary bike doesn't prepare them for anything but moving their legs in a circular motion. I beg to differ. What? So so next, <laughs> let me just say, we probably ought to ban those little kitchens that you, you know, they have. Right. And uh, and then like the little tiny lawnmowers that blow bubbles. All that shit needs to go. <laughs> all of it. And also kids want to be part of the real world. Spoken like someone who doesn't have a kid. They just... <laughs> They don't care. They just want to. They want. They want to stare at a screen. I'm not saying we should let them. No. But like, they want to be like their parents, and that's what yeah. parents are doing. That's why people are using these bikes because they can literally sit next to you while you're on the bike, and they're doing their thing, and they feel they feel grown up like mom and dad. Yeah. That's a great thing. I totally disagree with this article. What's What's bogus is this article. Yes. <laughs> so uh, GQ. Uh, has a review Pel- it's, GQ, it's GQ Australia. Australia GQ dot AU which first I thought meant gold <laughs> that's that's a little periodic table joke out oh, there for you non nerds <laughs> I only remember the AU means gold because of a mnemonic created on an episode of facts of life we're going deep we're okay. going deep okay you got me Natalie was teaching Blair no Natalie was teaching no Tootie was teaching Natalie how to remember it and she was like you remember it like someone has your gold watch and they stole your gold watch what would you say hey you come back with my gold watch (laughs) and now you will never remember it thanks to a Catskill comedian who was moonlighting as a writer for (laughs) facts of life wow anyway back to the review okay well thanks so they talk about it's an amazing product but will it take off 
in Australia. I think it already has. I think so too. Like I think that's so their too. best market outside of America, right? Like well, they're it was like, the fastest growing. Yeah. Like they said that compared to the other countries that they've grown in, that it's it's like ahead of that curve in Australia. So I mean, I don't know if it's technically the fastest growing, but if you compare side by side, right, then, then it is. So uh, for the same time frames. So, yeah, I guess we will see what happens. You know, if, if, if there's anybody else, we've interviewed a, an Australian and we mm-hmm. have some Australian listeners. So I would love to hear your thoughts on it. If you want to reach out to us, I'd like to listen. I'd like to talk to people who actually use the products, you know, absolutely, um, not just an article. So if anybody is is interested in speaking about that, please reach out to me at clipoutcrystal.com. Oh, wait, I didn't say that right at all. Clipoutcrystal at gmail.com. It's like half of an email address. <laughs> Peloton stock ticker. So CMC Markets asks the question, can Peloton share price really bounce back? And I think that it's not about whether it can bounce back. It's about whether it can be as fit as it needs to be in the current day. <laughs> well, that's you can, good. You can never get back to where you were. Don't go so backwards. Don't go backwards. Well, that, that, that's good that you feel that way, Tom, because we're down to $42 today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what this article says because I didn't read it that well, but yes, they can. It just takes some time. Yeah, it's, it's right now. I feel like they're in a moment of like they're no longer the new shiny thing. And so whenever you're popular, there's a backlash mm-hmm. and and they're in their backlash moment. And I think if they write it out, they will be fine. And they will. Yeah. They will write it out. They'll be fine. And there's also so many people that just have schadenfreude. And so when they do stumble, they love to, I mean, mean, we've, we, I don't want to say schadenfreude for us, but I'll make fun of anything, but we, we've made some jokes, but I think there are people out there that really enjoy the fact that Peloton is not having a great moment. Oh, for sure. At the moment. For sure. I mean, there's the serial haters out there that, you know, they're like, they've been around forever and Peloton didn't grow the way they wanted to. So they just like constantly are posting bitchy stuff about Peloton. And it's it's disgusting and I hate it. If you don't like it, just leave. Like, then don't be here. Yeah. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato tomato juice first thing in the morning i feel like ag1 is my tomato juice (laughs) (laughs) this generation's v8 yes i I do uh but i love the way it makes me feel it's like i get all of my vitamins and i'm ready for the day just with a drink and like i said it's a good tasting drink and it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an ag1 every day yes and not only did i replace my multivitamin with ag1 but i love that every scoop also includes prebiotics probiotics and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Checking out the competition. So Norded Track has created a kerfluffle of sorts <laughs> by, I guess their machines are now atheists. They've shut down God Mode. Yeah. So if you don't know what that is, God Mode allows you to watch things like Netflix on your treadmill. Now, Peloton has long 
been on record of not allowing this. Yes, there are hacks to get around it. Right. I know that. You void your warranty, but you get to watch Netflix. Hooray. Right. But that's not the tack that Nordic Track took. See, right. they have always allowed it. And in fact, they even had how-to manuals right on their website that explained how to access it. But all of a sudden, now they've stopped. It's no longer allowed. They have blocked the access to it. And um, that's really interesting because there are people that chose Nordic Track yeah. specifically because they could watch things like Netflix on yeah. their treadmill. I always thought it was smart that Peloton does not allow people to access things like Netflix. I also think it's smart that Nordic Track did. Because it's a differentiator? It's it's a differentiator. And I think, especially on treadmills, there's a lot of people that they're used to going to the gym and Watching the news or whatever's on the screen like that's all those gyms have TVs showing you different show with different shows to watch. Right. That's a very common way to interact with your with your treadmill, especially. So, like, I, I, I feel like that's appropriate and something a lot of people want. I think it's smart that Peloton doesn't because their tact is we're ultimately selling you this content and our content's really good. And what's going to keep you coming back is your engagement and relationship with your favorite instructor or instructors. And I think Nordatrack's trying to model, follow that model, but I don't think that they figured out that maybe their content needs to be better before they do that. Well, even if their content is amazing, it's not going to matter because people chose it specifically for right. that reason. So, yeah, so like there are people that that get irritated with that about Peloton, and I've never understood it because we're going to spend all that money on right. treadmill. Why would you not want to pay for the amazing content that we have? But also, just to be fair, I don't think that way in general because it bores me to watch TV. I don't push myself yeah. in the same way. Like whenever I have somebody saying, "Okay, now push," I am going to go much harder than just watching a tv show sure like, absolutely mm, eh. and you know and there might be with people watching netflix there, you know you might have households where one partner wants to watch netflix and one partner wants that guidance and instruction absolutely. so you, you could have that but yeah i think that like there are a lot of people that clearly want it and and that's a differentiator i think it's a mistake for them to do it but i think it's a mistake for them to turn it off yes that's for sure yeah absolutely well we'll see what happens in case you missed it so the holiday seasons are officially upon us and there is a Black Friday apparel sale for people. Yeah, and the apparel is up to 50% off. There's some really good deals. I would say in some cases it's more than 50% off because that puffer coat was $300 and it's now down to 70. Oof. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And if you were one of the people lucky enough to pay attention to the fact that your referral code was ending on the 18th, you got to stack your referral code on top of the 50% sale, which is notable because it's not something they've ever done before. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is also the biggest sale they've had in a very, very, very long time. I think maybe ever. Except for the one, the warehouse sales. That's different, though. Yeah. yeah. Peloton Artist Collaboration. Peloton has announced yet another artist collaboration, this time with the Beatles. And keep in mind, this is the second Beatles collaboration. They're returning... To Peloton for a brand new artist series featuring all the iconic tracks from the long-awaited docu-series, The Beatles Get Back. Oh, I cannot wait for this. It hits Disney Plus, I believe, Thanksgiving Day. And it looks amazing. So there, were, for people that don't know, they made a film called Get Back, which was... 
as they were filming the out al- as they were recording the album get back and so they all went in the studio and it was like they were getting trying to get away from like a lot of like the bells and whistles and stuff they were doing it was just the guys with their instruments playing right and it's kind of the demise of the band and so there's all this footage and they made a movie that the beatles weren't super happy with and so peter jackson the guy who directed uh, lord of the rings lord of the rings and the kong reboot and things other things like that he's gone through all this footage and it's like i think it ends up being like a nine or ten hours uh documentary of their recording sessions and this is the one that ends with the famous rooftop concert which was i believe the last time they played live together so it was um so i and, and it's all been remastered for hd and the trailers and stuff that i've seen it looks i mean it looks like it was filmed Today well it's crazy It's it's also interesting because Yet again we have Artist and Disney And Peloton so yeah. it's another Collaboration with Disney and an artist I love the cover I love how They show the two different kind of versions Yeah of totally Peloton. I'm sure that's on the er, <laughs> Two different versions of the Beatles and yeah. I'm sure that's that's on The docuseries well so that's an album Cover so they have two Greatest hits that they put out that were double albums One was red one was blue and the red one Was them in that apartment or Hotel looking over the balcony like That what looked appears to be I'd guess 1965 Ish and then the other one is like 1969 Ish and so that's And those two different greatest hits covered The different eras okay and so they Use this iconic photo Of them in the Same place in the same poses but Four years apart I love very it. different I love And so it. it's yeah so if you're a Beatles fan you are you are very Very familiar with with those photos Well it's just in time for the docuseries because All the classes start November 27th Enjoy Peloton birthdays So we have to wish a happy Belated birthday to Bradley Rose Who celebrated his birthday on November 22nd Happy birthday. We will have you on the calendar next year, Mr. Rose. Yes, we will. And happy birthday to Jen Sherman. Uh, her birthday is December 1st. So happy, happy birthday, dear Jen. Don't forget to wish her a happy birthday. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Bridget Nieves. Hey, Bridget, how's it going? Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> so happy to have you here. I always like to ask people, like, as their first question, how they originally found Peloton and decided this was the exercise equipment they needed. I actually found Peloton through two of my close friends. Two of my best friends both had Pelotons and they were like, you have to get this bike. You have to get this bike. And <laughs> it was a little out of my price range at first. So, you know, it was always on the back burner. Sure. So it was definitely my best friends. Two of my best friends have Peloton. So it's right in my ear the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> was that getting old? Were you just like, I, you know, and they kept talking about these instructors and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, and I just kind of felt like I was out of the loop a little bit. Um <laughs> But if they were ranting about it, I trust them, you know, so it had to be something magical. When did you end up getting the bike? I ended up getting the bike. I ordered it on June 6th, 2020. (laughs) Very specific day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, it did take two months for my bike to come once I did order it. But, you know, I did order it in June and it came in August. So. Okay. And it was a specific day. So tell us about the day. So ordering the Peloton was kind of the precipitating factor in me starting my weight loss journey. So I made this purchase to buy this bike and, and the financial investment of getting the Peloton was really what committed me 
it's making my lifestyle changes going forward. So it, that date sticks in my head a lot because it was a really big turning point for me in my life. So yeah, that's why June 6th it will always be really special to me because since purchasing that bike, I've lost 103 pounds. So Holy cow. That is incredible. <laughs> You're so worried about the price of that bike. What about the price of all those clothes? <laughs> Oh, you know, that's something no one tells you. Right. Like, get right. ready to buy lots of clothes in lots of sizes because it's a process. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen overnight, but you lost the weight no. pretty quickly. I mean, 100 pounds in 11 months. Is that just because you started using the Peloton or is that because so, you changed other things? I made a lot of changes and a lot of small changes that added up to big changes over time, right? So when I made the purchase to buy the Peloton, I simultaneously downloaded this app called the Lose It app. I have an Apple Watch and an iPhone. So I was just Googling what apps were great for, you know, both of those devices. And this one came up. So I went on a whim, I downloaded it and it just gives you, you put in your height, your weight, your gender, and it tells you eat this many calories. So I was like, okay. And I just went with that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat this many calories. I forget what number it set me out at. I feel like it was probably around like 1800 when I first started. And so from June to August, I counted calories and I was mindful about what I was eating. In the beginning, I think I was a lot more restrictive than I would ever be now because you're dieting, right? I don't know what I was doing. I was like, okay, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I'm just going to stay within my calories and try to be as healthy as I can. So in that, those first two months, I lost about 30 pounds before the bike even arrived. And that was just being mindful of my calories and watching what I was eating. So that really like just understanding how many calories something is and how much you should be eating really put things in perspective for me. And you learn very quickly what foods you can eat more of that don't burn all your calories. So you're making small changes without even realizing it. Like I'm going to eat four cups of green beans because that's only a hundred calories where four cups of rice is a thousand and I'm going to lose all my calories, you know? So just having the app and being mindful and logging everything really shifted things for me. Wow. Shift is a perfect word because when you say things like, you know, 100 calories for four cups of green beans, but you also have to like the green beans, right? Yeah. So, right. <laughs> right. But it makes you make choices like mindful, shifting, like the words you're using are so powerful because it is. It's a choice. It's every day. It's a choice. It's not a diet. It's making the choice that like I'm going to eat in this different way. I'm going to make these other choices that I haven't been making. So were you just able to like stick with those changes and you never looked back or did you have moments where you were like, oh, this is not working. I need to change this over here. Or how did that go? Absolutely. I think every day I'm making changes and I'm shifting and I'm finding new things that work for me. But I think the motivating factor for me going on this journey was in 2020. That was a scary time, right? We're in the middle of the pandemic and I was morbidly obese. And when you're turning on the news, all you're seeing is risk factors for COVID-19, obesity. And I was terrified. I have two small children. At that time, my kids were three and one. So all I kept thinking was, if I don't lose this weight and I get COVID, I'm going to die and my kids are not going to have their mother. And that was frightening. It was probably the biggest wake up call I've ever had in my life. So I think that in the back of my head has been the biggest motivating factor for me in all of this. So, you know, making changes for what I'm eating is minuscule compared to the sacrifice that I need to do to to be here for my kids. So if I have to, you know, find two green vegetables that I like Mm -hmm. and eat those vegetables, I'm going to do that because my kids need me. And just to go back to your question, I'm constantly adjusting and constantly making choices that work for me, right? Because this is, like you said, it's not a diet. I am, this is my life. I'm making sustainable changes to the way I look at food, to the foods I'm eating that are going to be lifelong changes. So I'm not going to tell myself I can't have this and I'm not going to have this. I'm going to find a way to still have those things, stay within my calories and still make smarter choices. 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. It does. I yeah. was thinking, I, I, I relate, but in the inverse, when you were like, you know, if I don't make these changes, my kids aren't going to have their mother. I'm like, if I don't make these changes, my kids are going to have their mother. <laughs> and so that's... That's my, that's my driving motivation. <laughs> Lucky kid. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do what you got to yeah. do. <laughs> so what was the hardest thing to walk away from for you? Or, or maybe a more positive way to phrase it is what's the thing that you choose on the days you decide to splurge? Jeez, I, I feel like there's like splurging isn't really a thing for me anymore sure. because I'm incorporating wow. all the foods I love every day. Like I have a cookie probably five out of seven nights a week. I have a pint of ice cream before I go to bed. So like a splurge to me, like in the past when I would restrict myself and say, mm -hmm. you know, you can't eat these things. I remember I tried to go vegan and I give so much props to people who are vegan because, you know, there's a lot of things you cannot eat. For me, it didn't work. I tried it for three days and then I went and had six donuts at Dunkin' Donuts because <laughs> I was like losing my mind. So like that would be like a splurge. Whereas now, like, I'd say like a splurge would be my birthday and I'm I'm just going to eat maintenance that day. I'm still mindful of absolutely everything I'm eating. I'm logging it. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to have that or I'm not going to think about it. Everything is getting logged and it's accountable for. But I just think the way I think about food is mm -hmm. so different now that those words are just not the same anymore. You well, know? That's awesome. It is. Yeah. That is, and that's that bodes awesome. well long term, I guess. And what they didn't mean it to be a test. But <laughs> pretty passed, I guess. Pass. Yeah. Pass. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't going to be like, no wrong answer. <laughs> Cake means you're a failure. <laughs> I love cake. cake. So, <laughs> so what, before you made these changes, were you working out at all? Like, what did life look like before? No, I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old. My day is just consistently momming. And we were in the middle of the pandemic. So I was pretty much indoors for all of that time, just taking care of my kids. The most exercise would be, we would go on like a walk around the block maybe. And that was far and few between because I was always so tired. Like I would do maybe, you know, like a quarter of a mile and be like, okay, guys, mommy has to come back because I'm winded. So I would say after my children, my exercise levels dramatically decreased. Whereas like growing up, I was always someone who loved exercise. I was a basketball player in high school. I did kickboxing. Like I love exercise. I thrive on competition. Um, but you know, becoming a mom and I work two jobs and I just fell to the sideline. You know, my health just took the back burner. Okay. So two jobs, two kids. <laughs> How are you finding time to exercise and to eat healthily? Because it's not the easiest thing to do. Planning. I am somebody who's just by nature, a very organized and structured person like that. I feel like that's intuitively who I am. That's not everybody, but that for me, I guess it worked to my benefit in this situation because I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to find time to exercise and I have to know what I'm eating and when I'm eating it, right? Because knowledge of calories is great, but if you're constantly going over it because you're just grabbing whatever and not having a plan, it's not helping. You're, you're not helping yourself. So having the Losing app was really, really great for me because it allows you to plan in advance. So I would sit down at night. My kids are in bed by 8, 830. 8 to 9 is my time. So that I'm planning my meals for the next day. I'm on my Peloton. I'm taking care of whatever I need to take care of. In the beginning, that looked like me planning three days out because I needed to have that safety blanket of knowing that I'm not going to go over my calories these next three days because I have everything planned from, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and my snack is all organized. And it's all things I like to eat. So I know I'm going to look forward to eating those things. And then eight to nine is my time to get on that bike and take care of my mental health, you know, my work on me on that bike. So just really designating that time to planning for my food and exercise was really instrumental for me. And then going to watch whatever I want on Netflix after, you know, so like... <laughs> 
I think that that's great to hear because there's so many there's so many people out there that feel like, especially when you have kids, it's hard to find the you time. And I feel like you nailed it. It's the planning. It's the planning is so, so important. And it is for me as well. You know, you have best intentions, right? But then if you don't have a plan and you have a bad day, it will all go to shit in two seconds. A hundred percent. Like, you know, if I didn't plan what I'm having for lunch tomorrow and then my stomach's grumbling, somebody comes in the office with fast food. You know, if I didn't have my planned lunch ready to go, you're going to make the unhealthy choice. Not because you don't have good intentions, like you said, it's because it's convenient. So I don't want to make choices out of convenience. I want to make smart choices that I'm planning for myself to set myself up to be successful. I love that. I really love that. I love hearing that. You know, and people say, well, you don't have time to plan and it does take time to plan. But I think that you get better at it over time. And so the planning time decreases, which makes everything else. You have more time to do your other things. You know, one of my friends, she says this quote all the time. She says, failing to plan is planning to fail. Mm -hmm. And that just sticks with me at my core because you have to plan to plan, right? So you have to say, I'm going to plan this time (laughs) to plan. So you have to like take two steps ahead of yourself to get yourself ready. And if you don't do that, you're not going to be successful because you're not setting yourself up, you know, and you're not putting yourself in that right mind frame. So I think I just said, this is, you know, just that mind switch where it's like, I am doing this and I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do this for my kids. And this is what it's going to take in the beginning and just sticking to it. That first time you hit plan it all out, though, it's a little yeah. overwhelming. Like, I mean, it, it can be. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, even when I started doing it, I have to plan a lot less because I just eat the same stuff yeah. over and over again. But it's like just you see it all spread out and you're just like, oh, dear. Yeah. This is. And then, yeah, with calorie counting, they're like, you know, you have to weigh and measure everything. Right. Like, yeah. You can't just use measuring scoop. And I'm like, no, you get that scale out. And like you said, when it's in the beginning, it can be daunting because it's like every single item you're planning for and you're weighing and you're measuring. So what I would do is I would do bulk meals. So I would go to like Skinny Taste and I would make something off of her recipe and then have that for four days and weigh out each portion. So it's like I have the total calories for the whole meal and then weigh out each portion. So they're even. And then that's how I would do it. Because like you said, it can be just so overwhelming when you're like, I don't even know where to begin. So taking other recipes and breaking it down for yourself can help a lot too. Do you ever have days where you're just like, I don't want to plan. I'm tired. Stop. Yes. What do you do? Yes. <laughs> um, I'll buy like there's some local small businesses in the area that do meal prep. So I have in the freezer on nights like that meals ready to go. So that's like my backup plan, my plan B. So I'll just pull out a meal that I have. Hummus Fit is meal prep service that I really like in the area. So I'll have a hummus meal in my freezer and I'll pull out one of my hummus meals and I'm good to go. So it's like, you know, if I don't want to plan for tomorrow, a lot of these meal prep services, they'll do like oats, which I love overnight oats. They have oats, they have muffins, you name it. So quick, easy grab and go. So it takes the thought out of it too. So that's my backup plan. <laughs> in case of emergency, yeah. break glass. Yes, I have yeah. emergency dinners and they have the nutrition information. So it's like, you know, it tells me how many calories, everything ready to go. I don't have to think about it. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. My planning heart is so happy right now. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. speak to my planning heart. Uh, <laughs> now, you were featured in an article. So tell us about that. How did that come to be? Okay. So like I said, I use the Lose It app. So they have a public relations rep who reached out to me through social media. And they said, we have this journalist. We pitched them your story. And they would love to do a written piece on you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, people care about what I have to say. Like, it was just like, it was crazy. So I was like, absolutely. I would love to. And that 
I had a Zoom interview with her, kind of similar to how we're doing the podcast right now. And the article just kind of took off. And I was trending on Apple News. I was number four on Apple News in the huh? country. Like, it, it was just <laughs> mind blowing. Um, how crazy. I just, like, people are texting me screenshots of their top news stories. And it's like, we're, uh, you know, mom's three step pant clan. So, wait, less. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> and I feel like that article has just really opened a lot of doors for me, too. I have some things that are in the works that I can't really talk about yet, but like a lot of exciting things are happening from that interview. So, it's just really great. And I'm just happy that that article has really helped a lot of people, too. Like, a lot of women and men have reached out to me and said, like, what you're doing is what I want to do. Like, you know, you're not restricting yourself. You're still eating the food you love and you're maintaining your weight loss. And like, how do I do this? You know, and just glad that it's showing people that you can still lose weight and eat the food you love. Like you don't have to give up things that, you know, cause food, we have these relationships with food, right? Sure, like yeah. they bring us joy and you don't have to give up that joy to have a thinner body or a healthier body, you know? Yeah. It's so important. You have to change. You have to change the amount of it that you eat. And... 100%. <laughs> and maybe not only I'm not eat having... that. Right. Yeah. 100%. Like, and a lot of that's too, like on my Instagram page, like they see the fun stuff. I'm eating veggies all day, every day. I'm eating my roasted peppers and but you're gonna see the picture of the cookie because that's more fun right and yeah. you see that i'm still enjoying things that i love but i'm not eating a cookie for breakfast lunch and dinner you know i have my 300 calories that i allot every single day to some sort of sweet treat because that's what i need to keep me dedicated to this so. now, yeah pictures of lima beans statistically speaking don't get much engagement <laughs> on the gram I, I, <laughs> oh they're not I exciting lima beans don't do well in the limelight <laughs> <laughs> You two are like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Wait, that would mean that my jokes are bad. Oh, it's opposites attract. Right, right. What That's means. what she was saying. It's like, yeah. oh, Tom's yeah. jokes are so funny. Right. And oh, so okay. I, I get it. I get it now. I'm on. Okay. We're on the I, same I'm, page. Yeah, okay. I'm caught up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you did the article what was the process like you did the zoom like was it like boom two days later the article was there was it a week later did you have advanced warning it was coming like can tell us all the details so it all transpired really quickly like the lose it person on the app on instagram she messaged me within 24 hours i had an appointment to write with the journalist i on a wednesday they sent me the message like, hey, we would like to do this on Thursday at 3.30. I was Zooming with her. <laughs> um, so like Wednesday night, the PR team, they called me and they're like, we're happy to like prep you and go over questions, you know, help you guide you through this. And I'm nervous. I've never done anything like this. So I'm like, OK, you know, and so they kind of walked me through what the interview would go like, which was calming. And the lose it rep, she sat on the conversation with me as well, just, you know, as a little crutch. So that happened on a Thursday. It was a week and nothing had happened yet. And I'm like, what is going on? So the journalist, she had told me she would send me a rough draft of the article before it went live to make sure I was comfortable with everything that she was writing, because it is such a personal story, sure. which I greatly appreciated because, you know, I'm being extremely vulnerable and I um, am a very private person, which you would not know if you follow me on my Instagram, because, <laughs> you know, you see like all my most vulnerable feelings about my weight loss and my weight loss journey. 
but being just exposing myself and putting your most insecure feelings about yourself out there. I'm just really grateful that she allowed me to just make sure I was comfortable with that. So I would say maybe a week went by and then I revised, you know, the article she sent out, made sure it was good to go. So that was like on a Saturday. And then Monday night, all of a sudden I started getting a lot of followers on Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> what, is, what is going on? You know? And I'm like looking at my numbers and it's like, every time I opens my app and it's like 25 new friends, hundred new friends. I'm like, tell my husband, I'm like, what is going on right now? And then I got an email from lose it. Like, your story's live. I'm like, okay, makes sense. Right <laughs> My social media is going crazy. Like, and so no warning that it was posted. It was just like, boom, here it is. But yeah, it was really great. From start to finish, the experience was really wonderful. The journalist was just really great to work with and lose it was really great in facilitating everything. I just felt really fortunate and humbled to just have someone want to share my story, you know, it was really awesome. Yeah, I totally get that. And it's nice that you get to be such an inspiration to people. And so I'm sure that's very heartwarming as well. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, being overweight is hard, right? It's really yeah. hard. And you feel isolated a lot. And like, you just have all these, there's so many emotions tied in with weight, right? So like, you feel however you feel about yourself. And for me, I always felt like, maybe I was the one who wasn't picked first, or, you know, like people excluded me from things. It's all in my head, right? Because that was my emotions with myself. And being chosen, it was huge, you know, like somebody wanted me and it was just everything, you know? I do. I do. Yeah. So what's next on your journey? You mentioned like a maintenance earlier. Is that where you are? Do you just like, you'll just, you're going to be here forever. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I always had a number in my head, right? I think everybody does when they start their weight loss journey. And I always had 150 in my head and I'm 161 right now. And I feel really good. Like I, my clothes fit, I feel good. When I look in the mirror, I, I see myself now. So I don't know, like, you know, I've been maintaining because I just enjoy food, right? So if I can maintain and eat a little more food and be happy and healthy, sure, I'm good. But then, you know, I see a lot of, there's things in my head that I want to do. You know, there's a Summer Shredding does this weight loss division. It's a bodybuilding transformation group. And I've like had my eye on that. And I'm like, wow, like, what if I did that next? What if that was my next step? You know, like if I just tried to get myself as strong as I could and show women, like you can change everything and put it all out there. And I think that that's something I'm really thinking about right now. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but that's in my back burner. I don't know. I definitely want to help people going forward. So I'm going to maybe start coaching. Lots of things. That's you know? awesome. That's awesome. So many exciting yeah. things. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot. I feel like I'm in a whirlwind a lot of the time because, you know, I have two small kids. I have these two jobs. And then now, you know, making friends with food is just becoming such... When I started this, it was more like... So people, when they notice that I lost weight, the first thing everybody says to me is, what are you eating? And when I would say, whatever I want, no one would believe me. <laughs> so, you know, I started making friends with food to show people like I am eating the foods I want and you can eat, you know, the foods you want. And making friends with food is like food is not the enemy. Food is not good or bad. You know, it has nutritional value, right? We can look at foods and it's not inherently good or bad, but some are more nutritional and some are less nutritional, mm -hmm. right? So that was the whole precipitating factor for starting making friends with food. And it's just become so much more than that. Like I've made friends because of food now. And it's just, you know, like I have a group of women online who I talk to now. I've made friends in person. And <laughs> I just can't all believe it's reality sometimes, you know, like it's been a really great experience. That's awesome. It feels like when I hear you say all that, what I also hear in between the words is it has changed your life in ways that you never expected. It's changed me in ways that I never expected too. you know, 
so much. I never imagined I'd be the person people would be going to for advice on what to eat. You know, I struggled with my weight my whole life, my whole life. I remember being called plump at eight years old, you know, like it's just, and it's not like I've done it and I've kept it off. You know, it's not like, I feel like prior to this, I probably lost and gained the same 20 pounds over and over and over again. But the way that I made the changes this time, they're sustainable. And it's just something that I've been able to maintain and shift my life with. And it's just, yeah. That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. (laughs) So what is your leaderboard name if people would like to find you there? (laughs) So my leaderboard name is Rustin Spinface. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good name. Uh, It is. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been told I have RBF. um, So... I did a little play on that. Yeah. (laughs) You would never know because I think I've been smiling this entire time. You have. Um, You have. I'm like, where? Where is it? I don't see it. I think that was, you know, pre-weight loss journey maybe was that girl. You know, so maybe it's time to revisit a new name. I don't know, but I really like it. <laughs> it is. It's fun and memorable. So yeah, I can get why you would like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so uh, do you have a preferred instructor that uh, kind of helped you through all this? Of course we do. Right. <laughs> well, I know you don't have a Peloton. So. Yeah, um, I have one, I, I guess, know. technically, but I. Well, technically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Tunde is I owe so much of my journey to her. Crystal can, I'm sure, relate because like when you ride on that bike, you feel like they're your friends and like they're talking to you. So much of what she says, like in the moment where she's like, get back up. And I'm like, I had just sat down. Like, is she watching me? You know, like, <laughs> like it's just like she just has this ability to speak to your soul. Like she is getting through to me when I am on that bike and she pushes me in ways that I never thought possible. And She's just been, and I know she had her own weight loss journey and I feel like she's just such a relatable person for me. I mean, she's so powerful and beautiful and smart and I really admire her. And um, if I'm on that bike, it's 99% of the time it's with a tune day class. <laughs> and if it's not tune day and I need something like fun and flirty, it's Cody. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and tune day yeah. likes ice cream. So you really can't go wrong. Yes. I mean, and her makeup is always flawless. Oh, like, she's amazing. She is. She's amazing. She's gorgeous. And her arms are my goals. Like I want my arms to look like tune day arms so i am just working at those tune day arms like (laughs) i want my i want my arms you're incredible (laughs) like i am doing 45 minute intervals in arms mostly every night because i am trying to get tune day arms (laughs) hashtag goals you feel it Yeah, yeah you feel it after her class like she works you like Unbelievable. I remember one time I took one of her classes. It was 10 minute arms and she was like, don't tell me you can't do work in 10 minutes. Don't tell me you can't get something done Mm -hmm. in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I was beat the next day. (laughs) And and even when she's like, you know, you can do anything for 15 seconds. That stuck with me because you can like it's all in your mind. And she said something else. too. It was like reframing your mental headspace. And I'm always constantly reframing my mental headspace. And it's just kind of like people who don't have a Peloton don't realize these kinds of conversations that happen on the bike, right? They think you're just getting on the bike and pedaling. Yes. And it's, like, yeah. it's so much more than that. And that's it why they so think that like that. any bike will do yeah. or any instructors no. will do. And it's like, no, 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 no. These are gems no. that these people are saying to us. Just, they, like I you said, <laughs> I know because they speak to oh. you, like you said. And it's so crazy because you don't even know what you need need to hear until you hear it and it's like you somehow you'll you'll pick a ride and it's exactly what you needed exactly and you know when I tell people like I've cried on this bike they're like what 
I'm like, Robin did her birth announcement on this bike and I celebrated her telling her mom she was having a baby. Like, you know, the things you experience on this bike, it's just, you would never know unless you have felt on. So it's just like, it's so amazing, you know? And Kendall's mental health ride, it just like challenged me in ways I never even thought imaginable. And the way that they script their classes and the words they're saying and that correlate with the level of resistance they're using, everything is just so well thought. And it's just exactly what you need when you didn't even know you needed it, you know? Yes. I have a quote from Kristen McGee up top and it says, everything you could have possibly ever want have or ever need is right inside of you. And I see that every time I ride. I love it. You have a wonderful (laughs) Peloton space that you have created. And that's really my little office. (laughs) I love it. That's that's wonderful. Very inspirational. So do you have any advice for people who are just now entering the world of Peloton? Oh, entering the world of Peloton. The seat gets better. Um, you know? <laughs> That's a good one. I, I remember when I bought my Peloton, my two friends who own the bike, I'm like, no one told me I would not be able to sit after riding this bike. It, like, it is some kind of pain you never knew imaginable. But somehow they both said, you will get used to it. You will get used to it. You do. I promise. If you do it long um, enough, your seat gets better. And I mean that in both senses of the word. True. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. The seat gets better. And just listen to the instructors. If they're telling you to, you don't have to do exactly what they're saying with the numbers. Like if they're telling you do the numbers you need, listen to them. You know, if Tunde's telling you, you can drop a weight and you need to do it. You know, you're challenging yourself, right? No one's here. No one's watching me. So your accountability is yourself. So you do what you have to do for you. Like I said, there's nobody watching. And if you will build up to those two weights in one arm, you'll get there. But in the beginning, if you can't do it, it's okay. And just clip in, like, even if it's five minutes, just get on the bike. I've never regretted clipping in. I've regretted not clipping in. But once you get on that bike, like something inside of you, just you just feel so much better after you get off of it. So you'll never regret clipping in. (laughs) I was worried for a second that you're going to say I've never regretted clipping in, but I regret clipping out. And I was going to be a fan. I was like, oh, dear. That that would have been a terrible, terrible play of words right there. (laughs) I'm like, good thing you said that at the end of the interview. She's not coming back. (laughs) Well, that was a one-time interview. Well, that's never going to (laughs) air. We get an email from her in March. Whatever happened to... I didn't mean it. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you in all the places. I'm assuming you would like to be found because you've talked about it. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. So you can find me at Making Friends with Food on Instagram. And I also just started a website. It's makingfriendswithfood.net. You can find me in both of those places. That's wonderful. Awesome. Excited to see what you've got up your sleeve for the yeah. future, too. So keep Thank us you. in the loop. Keep us in the loop. Okay. You can come back and tell everybody. Give a little update. I'd love to. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, The Bike, and of course, The Tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our newsletter at TheClipOut.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And running.